0: Welcome to episode eight of Caucus Talk, your source for culture, history, and tourism in the North Caucasus Mountains of Russia. I'm Andrew. I'm Eli. And I have a cold. Again. But we're two Americans that live here in the North Caucasus.
1: Episode eight, we made it past episode seven.
0: Welcome. Hey, I wonder if, do you think we have some listeners who are tuning in for the first time in this episode?
1: I'm just going to. Say yes. It's at least possible. I hope it's likely.
0: Yeah. Well, listeners, if you're just tuning in for the first time, um, this podcast is to tell the English-speaking world all about this great part of the world called the North Caucasus Mountains of Russia. We know the podcast title is incorrectly spelled, Caucasus Talk, but it just rolls off the tongue smoother Definitely. For Americans especially, and we hope by saying "caucus" the wrong way, it'll help you remember the right way to say it: Caucasus.
1: The Caucasus Mountains. Yeah, yeah. And we want to give you an, an insider view, inside out, not looking in from the outside, but looking out from inside, and just showing, sharing stuff that we love, and uh, hopefully uh, invite, motivate some of you guys to check it out yourselves. Yeah.
0: Do you, Eli? Do you think since the last episode we talked about shashlik? We did. And shy. Do you think any of our listeners got interested and maybe had some shish kebabs at a restaurant or something?
1: Well, I'm gonna say that if you did, please let us know. Yeah. And we really want to hear. And um, this is a, a pre-recorded episode, so we're if you emailed us, maybe I could I could graft it back in, but we wouldn't know. But I'm gonna. I was. It sounded so tasty to me. I'm gonna bet that someone. At least had tea on our behalf.
0: Yeah, maybe tried to embrace more of that you experience can get, part of it.
1: You can get in touch with us through our website, which is caucustalk.com, C-A-U-C-A-S-talk.com. There's a, a con- contact a page there, all of our episodes, and that more information about who we are.
0: Yeah, and our email. Did you say our email?
1: Well, no, our email is podcast at yes. caucustalk.com. So please write us. We look forward to hearing from you. Good
0: stuff. All right, let's jump right into our topic.
1: What is today's topic? We
0: might be touching this might be the first time touching on a little more controversial things it's on about our podcast. Dime. Yeah, you you've been waiting for that. Let's huh? go. All right, so we're talking about stereotypes today. And deep breath. Yes, we are Americans living in Russia. So, just take the Caucasus out of the equation. There are lots of stereotypes just between Americans and Russia.
1: They have a lot about us. Ours are all true. Yeah, <laughs> right. He was kidding. Uh, but uh, damage control.
0: Now we then add on that layer. We live in North the North Caucasus, and you know, honestly, there might be some stereotypes Americans have about the North Caucasus. But most Americans don't know much about this region. But within Russia, there are stereotypes about the North Caucasus, strong stereotypes.
1: From people in Russia, not in this region. That's right.
0: Uh Uh-huh. So we're going to kind of touch on both today.
1: See, I'm not even tuned into that because this is really all I know about Russia. I'm very tuned in. Aside from the large... Manifold airports in Moscow. <laughs> They're huge. We're going to tune you in. If you're going to fly through travel Moscow, tip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make sure that if you have a connecting flight, if you do it yourself, like hacker fare, I'm a hacker, I can hack life, that you fly out of the same airport that you flew into. There are three major airports and they, in you Moscow. you know, kayak.com, these travel sites, they will effortlessly. Just you know, swap among them, and if you're not watching it, you will <laughs> <That's a laughs> have really, really good tip. an expensive taxi
0: drive at least, and you might miss your connection. Uh, yeah, so, and overstay your visa, <laughs> then you'll have bad problems. <laughs> Some people know from experience. Good tip. Um, okay, so let's talk first about America and Russia stereotypes. So, it's let me just read a definition of stereotype. 'cause this this helps to kind of set the conversation. A okay. stereotype is a widely held but fixed and oversimplified image or idea of a particular type of person or thing
1: I'll buy that. Where'd yeah. that come from
0: uh the internet
1: the internet dot com yes. <laughs> <laughs> the world wide web
0: uh yeah, so in general, I think most people would say stereotypes are a bad thing um But a lot of people would also say there's a bit of truth in every
1: stereotype. Which is true. I'm a lot of people.
0: Yeah. So let's look at, I found some really funny graphics of stereotypes about Russia and stereotypes about America. We're going to have these in our show notes listeners, but Eli and I have, have this graphic in front of our faces and we're going to kind of describe it to you.
1: So it's like an infographic, but a stereotype, it's a stereographic. So let's start with America.
0: Uh, we'll, we'll kind of knock on ourselves first here. We're Americans. Um,
1: this is pe- what other people have about us. This
0: is what they, the rest of the world thinks they, about America.
1: I wonder who made this anyway. No, I don't know. All right. The first one is they only eat McDonald's. Definitely not only. I personally happen to abhor McDonald's, even though I, I do, I do sometimes eat there. Okay. But it's a stereotype.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we we love fast food. The second is everything is bigger. And this picture, you got to see it. It has a big <laughs> two-story house with American flags on it, and then it has a tiny igloo beside it with a Canadian flag coming <laughs> out of it. Which
1: makes you wonder who made this? Because speaking of stereotypes, a Canadian. There's two knocks on Canada
0: in this in this <laughs> form. So we're talking about United States here. I mean, we American say America. made this. Yeah. So yeah, everything is bigger. That's definitely a stereotype.
1: Certainly, a stereotype based on some truth. Can all right, number three, they all have a trailer park relative.
0: (laughs) Get this? This is this is a good picture by
1: marriage. I definitely have trailer park relatives. I don't know. On the other side,
0: I'm just gonna plead the fifth on that one. Carry on (laughs) a little too close to home. Um, but obviously, this stereotype that's definitely from the movies, you know, or TV shows. This is often how stereotypes are built is through media. For sure. Yeah. Uh, the fourth one is they all worship Walmart.
1: Oh, man. Who, raise your hand if you have a love-hate relationship with Walmart. I think I only have a love relationship with Walmart. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> but it, you miss it. Honestly, you miss it here. When I have to yes. buy three things that are all different, and I have to go to three stores for each of them.
0: I will say, without shame, that one of my first stops when I get back in America is always Walmart.
1: Yeah, that'll probably
0: be true. And I'm usually happy most of the time. (laughs) All right. Fifth stereotype about Uh America is they all have guns. Squirt
1: guns.
0: (laughs) You know what we're saying. Yep. And obviously within America, this is very controversial, but that's a stereotype and it makes sense why.
1: And so what people think of when they think of Americans, yeah. these are some things that come, I don't know the trailer park, but definitely the guns. Yeah.
0: And the last one is, it, there's a picture here of <laughs> three igloos and there's like a for sale sign outside of one. And then there's a Walmart sign sticking out of another, <laughs> but it's the caption says, they assume this is
1: Canada. Oh man. So it's a stereotype about our stereotypes. Oh man. That's kind of but involved.
0: to in this graphics defense,
1: I don't know a lot about Canada. Well, that can be another episode. <laughs> Things we need to learn about. Can- uh, yeah. Yes. We love Canada though.
0: So yeah, this is a stereotype and you know, often our friends here will ask us like, is it really like this in America? They have stereotypes too, you know, and America's everybody in the world knows America because the media, it's placed place in the world. And so like, It makes sense why there are these stereotypes.
1: What do you think is the most outrageous stereotype you've been confronted with about America? Often the stereotypes here
0: will be intermixed with political conspiracy theories. Uh (laughs) And I'm not going to go there on the air. And I don't go there in person with people either. But there are some whoppers. Oh, yeah. you'll, You'll hear some pretty crazy things. And so... Yeah, I just those conversations to me are not worth sure. engaging.
1: Not in this country. In another country, I was asked, "Is all of America like Manhattan?"
0: Uh-huh.
1: And that just blew my mind. Imagining an entire country being uh, like Manhattan. I have
0: had friends here joke with me often, like, "Why in the movies is the world always saved in Manhattan?"
1: <laughs>
0: this is a really good point. Why? Is, obviously, never been. Why do they come to Manhattan to destroy the world in the movies? Yeah. All right. Thank you. So that's American stereotypes. This Russian stereotypes graphic is really funny. I think it's even better than the American one. Very classy. Yeah. So we've got a picture here. Of course, at the top are two bears. Yes. That's probably the animal people associate with Russia.
1: Isn't it the animal Russians associate with Russia? Yeah, speaking it's of stereotypes, true. It's true. <laughs> it's like, can, thank you for illustrating our But point if I'm honest, know. I
0: feel like that's more of a legend than anything. Yeah. There's like some random YouTube videos of bears running across roads in Russia.
1: Oh, but it's more than that. It's I like, feel like
0: it reflects more like the national image or something.
1: Yeah, it's an, it's an image. Yeah. I don't think of actual bears roaming the streets. I think of, of one's animal identity.
0: <laughs> what is your spirit animal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. That kind of thing. Okay. So we have six bottles of vodka
1: in this graphic. Right. Two... Um, fur hats, not just fur hats, <laughs> the ones with the ear flaps.
0: And that, that thing you flip up on the forehead. See, and, go ahead. I mean, in the defense of that, <laughs> obviously Russia is cold and the Northern parts are cold, really cold a long part of the year. So that's a legit stereotype that there is snow a lot of the time in Russia. Now here in the Caucasus, it doesn't snow that often. Shouldn't honestly. anyway, normally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, we have two graphics of the beautiful Orthodox churches. Like I think it's St. Basil's Cathedral, probably. Oh that yeah, that one's
1: St. Basil's. You've probably seen with.
0: this picture at Red Square, or something with the beautiful domes and spirals. The onion
1: dome of the church. Yeah, it looks like uh, like a candy gingerbread house kind of thing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah so and that's, that's a symmetrical picture. So it's got everything on both sides.
0: Yeah, that's definitely an an image most people associate with Russia: the Orthodox Church. Definitely.
1: Yeah. And
0: what's else? The four high stiletto high heels.
1: That one that one I'm not getting much resonance with. What tell me what is this? Have you not noticed that women wear heels? Women
0: walking around in super high heels here? No. I I would say <laughs> this may not be a stereotype of Russia from the west, but you see it a lot here. Yeah. And in general Russians in public dress nicer than Americans. Oh, that's
1: an understatement.
0: And often the stiletto high heels are included.
1: Okay. Yeah. I see that.
0: And then there's three things a caviar. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's so much a foreign stereotype, but definitely in Russia, like, fish eggs is, it's kind of like a delicacy. An
1: identity thing. Yeah. All right.
0: So did we miss any Russian stereotypes as Americans that our friends have?
1: Nothing jumps Here. to mind.
0: There's one. Oh. I think most Americans think Russians are, like, cold, non-smiling people, unfriendly people.
1: Yes. Yeah. Or supervillains.
0: <laughs> Either one.
1: I watched this clip of a comedian and he was talking about the supervillain in the movie. It's always like a Russian guy. And this guy was Indian, <laughs> yes. you know, and so he's, he's imagining you've got the UN and the guy comes on the big overhead screen. I'm so I'm Boris and I will do these things. And everyone's freaking out. It's like, but you couldn't.
0: It's always Boris.
1: You couldn't have, like, you know. An Indian guy, like, hello, auntie, uncle, how are you doing today? I have some very evil plans. Like, no one will take him seriously. Anyway, I just ripped him off. But that was a really good point. It's like, they just seem to make really good bad guys to us Americans. Yeah.
0: And so much of this stems from America's past history with the Soviet Union and the Cold War years. And these stereotypes still exist today.
1: I will say that probably a third of the movies I brought with me are Cold War, Cold War era movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just because that's sort of the stuff I was raised really on.
0: Yeah. So um, we want to address today some of the stereotypes specifically that are negative about the North Caucasus. Remember, our the goal of this podcast is to speak about the positive good things about this region. If yeah. you want to read or hear negative things about the North Caucasus just go on the internet like there's plenty of things you can read and but that that is not going to be what you hear from this podcast that's right we want to be a positive voice so um let's quickly i read and studied some about like the psychology of stereotyping i googled stereotyping and like all the links are psychology websites sure it's really interesting
1: sure i can see that
0: um so I found this thing called
1: in-group favorability bias. Here you here here is the voice of um, non-expert opinion coming in. (laughs) Yeah, let's hear it. So, in-group, say it again.
0: In-group favorability bias. Okay, see where we're going. So, listen to this. This is I I found this on multiple sites where like people were writing and discussing stereotypes web md no different good espn psychology today yeah but in general people agreed like stereotypes often come from this thing so so listen to this here's the quote we want to feel good about the group we belong to and one way of doing so is to denigrate all those who aren't in it and while we tend to see members of our own group as individuals we view those in outgroups as an undifferentiated stereotyped mass. Well said. That's pretty interesting, huh?
1: Sure. So by by doing that, it helps us feel better about ourselves because we're treating ourselves like humans and we're treating everyone else like statistics. Or yeah. Just
0: And it's so easy. I mean, especially we're going to talk about this, but when you start talking about the three biggies, I think, are gender, man or woman,
1: mm-hmm.
0: number two, race, like a person's ethnicity and that can be tied to their nationality and their country. And third, their religion. Like these, I think those three big areas are where people make decisions and say like, Oh, all people of this religion are like this, or all people from that country are like this. Well
1: not only do those three categories actually have objective things that are true that you can say in many cases, to some degree but they're they're external you know uh, to our experience of a person so you know you can identify just without relating to a person their sex you can identify often if there's you know the religion if it's more of like a national you know religion or symbols of the religion race obviously you know skin color those are things that are that we can immediately identify whereas if if you were trying to you know differentiate people who like pickles or not you have to actually get to know them yeah and there goes your stereotype Yep. you know this is really interesting about bias i read or i heard a lecture um, an anthropology lecture, and a woman was in a metro in an unsafe uh, unsafe time of day in an unsafe city. I think it was i don 't remember if it was in the u s or not she was an anthropology mm. person, and the idea of anonymity enables us like to um, objectify and more easily harm people uh-huh. and so this very menacing, threatening group of m- young men started walking toward her. She was the only person on the subway platform yeah and she instinctively started walking straight toward them and talking and asking questions. Wow. And they kind of got flustered and the guy answered her. And then he like cursed at her and walked away. But what it does, she had like humanized the situation so uh, that they couldn't perpetrate a crime against her. Wow! And that happens with our stereotypes. You know, as soon as we yeah. begin to humanize and relate to people that, Well, it's not true of you, but all the rest of you are like this. You know, that's kind of how it goes. You know, the people we're in relationship with, well, like you're saying, they come into our in group.
0: Make sure we revisit that word humanize at the end. All right. Yeah. Uh, That's really good insight, Eli. And another quote, what I was reading kind of hit on what you said. Once you have categorized other people, you no longer need to consider information about each individual member of the
1: group. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a survival technique in some ways because huh. in some ways it's convenient, you know? Like, like would you say, Andrew—I'm here's going to quiz Andrew. Would you say that categories are categorically negative or bad or wrong?
0: Uh, I don't think they're—no, I don't think in and of themselves they're bad.
1: Right. Right. I mean, because yeah. you can't think of billions of people as individuals. Right. You, your brain can't. Yeah, you that. can't process it. So, but but they have an underbelly. I mean, they quickly we can use them the wrong way. That's
0: right. They can become dangerous. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's just dive right in here. We're gonna talk. We're gonna address three specific stereotypes about the North Caucasus.
1: Not 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 North Caucasus people's stereotypes. But uh, that others about have about the um, people here. Okay,
0: about this region and right. these people. Yeah. Okay. So the first one. So I mentioned race, religion, and gender. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about gender first. Okay. Um, the this is probably more within Russia than it is from outside of Russia, but the stereotype about men here in the Caucasus is that they are hot tempered and can be violent. Sure. And people will actually I've heard that your word used so many times here to describe Caucasus men. They're hot tempered.
1: What is it in Russian?
0: Um Do you know it? got Usually. Yeah. Usually that's what they'll say. Like hot
1: food, same thing. Yeah. Hot, yeah. Interesting.
0: Again, when you categorize, what ends up what you end up stereotyping or thinking is all men in the North Caucasus are violent. Right. All right. So I wish we had like a sound effect or something, but
1: <laughs>
0: that's not true. We're gonna <laughs> contradict that stereotype. Okay. We understand that there have been bad things done by men from the North Caucasus here in Russia and outside of Russia, but that doesn't represent all North Caucasus men. And so that's like a really dangerous stereotype to have.
1: Hmm. Um, yeah. So you want us to, I mean, I guess the goal of stereotypes is to acknowledge the like acknowledge history, acknowledge fact, but, to kind of hold back or check the categorizing stereotyping impulse that we have that to that kind of blinds us yes to what's actually there
0: yeah and this can i think this happens honestly when i've seen this happen with myself in the past when our primary source for information about a region or a group of people is the news
1: it's cuz the news on top of being
0: news is a business well and l- let me just say this up front. I read the news a lot. I, so read the, I. I read international news every morning. Like the older I've gotten, I feel like the more important it is for me to know what's happening in the world. Sure. But if that, when that's your only source of information about things, things can never be humanized. People can't be humanized.
1: Yeah.
0: And yeah. then you start the—I mean, with stereotypes come strong emotions, opinions— and even from that can come unhealthy actions towards others. For sure. You know? For sure. Um, so.
1: No yeah. one's, uh, most of life is mundane and uneventful. So, you know, the news can't can't headline. Things are still good in the village of whatever. <laughs> that's like, right. All uh, right. But, you know. That maybe story almost made the cut. 364 but, days out of the year. Maybe that's true. And so yeah. you just never hear about it. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: Um. So. A couple things about Caucasus men. I mean, I think a lot of Caucasus men would say like, "Yeah, we've got a hot temper," you know, in a prideful way. It's like, it's kind of it is in us. I think they would even acknowledge that, you know,
1: in a negative way too. Like, oh, that's that's or it a, could be negative. Either way.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Like I had one time, uh, I my family was in the uh, the a taxi with a Chechen taxi driver, super nice guy. His name was Musa, and. We had to, like, get our documents checked just at a, like, security checkpoint,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, there was an issue, and uh, a paper got dropped, and <laughs> he said it was the guard's fault, and the guard said it was his fault, and when he got back in the car, he was so furious, and he just said, he said, ah, hey, these guards know that because I'm a Chechen, they can just flip the switch, and, like, my temper will go off, and, uh, wow. like, it was just interesting to hear him say that, you know? So, I think there's like an acknowledgement that that's there, mm-hmm. but what, what's the saying in English? Like, weaknesses have strengths, or strengths, there's like a flip side to every, these Basically, things. Basically,
1: yeah. Yeah. Every strength can be a weakness, kind of thing. Yeah.
0: But yeah. So, there's pros to this, too. And like, I just want to say about caucasus men men here are really, really respectful towards women and children. Yeah. And especially the elderly. But like, a story I can tell is countless times, we live right around the corner from a local grocery store, and my wife has been either in the grocery store or walking home with bags of food, and one of my Caucasus buddies has seen her, and without even hesitating, he's taken her bags and carried them all the way up to our apartment with her. And usually that's an encounter with like a, why isn't Andrew carrying the groceries for you? <laughs> you know, like kind of like throwing me under the bus a little. but. That has happened countless times there, and she has, like, expressed her gratitude to me so many times. Like, I am so thankful I ran into your friend and that he did that for me, you know? Like, I really appreciate that about Caucasus men. Yeah. There's been other times where one time Christy was uh, bringing the kids home from the the Russian preschool they go to. And we have this spot. Can I just say up front, I do buy groceries, and I walk our kids to to preschool regularly. I just Andrew, I'll help pull that. you out
1: from under that bus, <laughs> which you pretty much threw yourself under, but, and, and <laughs> defend you on that. Thank you. Andrew is an exemplary father and husband. But
0: these stories involve Christy being helped when she was doing these things. But we, we have to cross over. It's where the, the city tram, like public transport, goes. And that also involves crossing two roads, and you kind of have to climb this little embankment.
1: It's really going to be hard for people who don't live here to, to imagine that you with two children, you're yeah. crossing a single road. You going cross down a road. A small little... Um,
0: cross two tram lines, well, rail First, lines. there's a
1: little slope drop-off thing, which is the edge of the tram line. Like a, basically a sloped uh, retaining wall. And four you clamber foot, down that.
0: Four feet, probably. Yeah,
1: with your children.
0: And there's like one place you can step. Yeah. So this is coming home, going up the steps with a stroller and two kids. And one time... A guy from the Caucasus, he stopped his car in the middle of the road, got out, and helped Christy up the embankment with the stroller and the kids. And they're, yeah, there's awesome. cars behind him, like, waiting.
1: And they're not honking. They're not yelling. They're no. just like, oh, yeah, yeah this is... There's,
0: it was, like, such a thing a Caucasus guy would do, Yeah, you know? And yeah. so I want to honor that. I think that's really cool.
1: So it sounds like what you're saying is... Like we can acknowledge and need to, to be honest, that cultures have flaws. Okay. Right. So maybe this guy, by his own admission, the taxi driver, we have a hot temper. Okay. Yeah. That's definitely uh, something that may be true of that particular. And it's a
0: generalization too. But it's yeah, a generalization. It what does that there. mean?
1: How does it work? Yeah. But if that's what you hear, you don't have a day-to-day context of hundreds of acts of kindness, respect, That's right. That's um, right. dignity yeah. that balance that out. So you say, okay, so maybe you guys can be razzed more easily, a little more easily, than I think we can, for example. Yeah. But there's this whole um that, yeah, there's this whole body of experiences that you have. That's right. That help you see not just that. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really resonate with that.
0: Yeah. So let us uh, put down that stereotype, that all North Caucasus. Hot tempered and violent. Yes. Um, and we, I, yeah, we both have lots of good friends that are. No, Caucasus the most men.
1: gentle people with my gentle children giants. are these are these yeah, these like strapping Caucasus fellas. <clears throat> hey, um and I just wanna say, I mean, you you have, you know, men are violent, that's sort of the 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 gender stereotype and you mentioned, I just want to throw in, too, that there may be an equal uh, um, stereotype about women related yeah. to that. And um, I don't know if we have time to go into all of it, but if there's stereotypes about, I would say, Muslim-majority um, countries or regions from America, there's usually a view of wisdom being uh, women being subservient uh-huh. and ill-treated. Yeah. And I want to, A, just draw what you said about yeah. how respectful caucuses men are um, toward women in a lot of ways that we don't see. Oh. And just from my limited experience that the women here are often some of the most industrious and kind of productive, yeah. you know, people I've seen. And again, I don't want us to sound like we're being um, kind of sugarcoated or dishonest. You know, yeah. every culture has, has um, pros and cons, but we just want to draw out those pros that, People may not see.
0: Yeah, again, like I feel like I agree with what you said, and I feel like most forums are avenues where the North Caucasus is discussed, the negatives are focused on. And that's not what we're gonna do here. Right. So yeah. Yeah, good. All right, what's All right. next? Second stereotype about the North Caucasus. Uh as we've discussed in previous podcasts, there are over fifty ethnicities here. And so And we talked about the history as well. And basically the history of the Caucasus is that there's been lots of outside forces coming in, either invading or fighting for the land. And the borders have shifted constantly throughout history. So pretty tumultuous. Yeah. And so out of that has come this stereotype that there's ethnic conflict constantly here. And as a result, the stereotype is it's not safe in the North Caucasus.
1: And that's just sort of the, the walk away, the message that people walk away with is in conclusion.
0: And so eh, we want to cut the legs out of that one. All right. Uh, So we, we had a, you know, our friend Shannon was on here who he uh, runs the tour operator, Elbrus Elevation. And he made a reference to like, don't let what you've heard or read about this region, keep you from coming. And he even talked about what governments say. Like if you go on the U.S. State Department website, they just unequivocally state, if you're an American, do not come to this region. It's very safe. They get very specific where you shouldn't go.
1: And they put their weight behind it and say, if you go there, we're not going to help you. (laughs) Yeah, it's so like,
0: what's the word? It's terrifying. Yeah, fear-mongering kind of (laughs) is, is a good word for it. Oh, it's so frustrating. We could like go on a tangent about that. but. That is not reflective at all of what it's like to live here.
1: And I just want to remind people, you know, we're saying this as two guys, each with children. Um, wives and, and children. Wives and children. And, you know, who want good things for our, for our family. So it's not, you know, we're not trying to turn a blind eye or anything That's like right. that, but look at actual, um, you know, what the, what the actual situation is. And yeah. you, like the State Department website does not... He he called it what did you say it was um like state level risk management. Yeah. 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 Um
0: so yes there is a history in the North Caucasus of there have been wars here. There have been ethnic conflicts. For sure. Um but that isn't the daily reality
1: Mm-mm.
0: for the majority of the citizens here right. yeah, on a daily basis. Right. Um, and it's not reflective even today of what it's actually like. Right. Yeah. More and more tourists are coming here. It is becoming. It's become a lot safer. Um, I just want to say, my wife and I are from Charlotte, North Carolina, and we lived in what most people would say was an unsafe area and neighborhood. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What? Early on in our marriage, there was a uh, really bad hailstorm, hmm. and we actually our insurance paid to have our roof replaced because of that. And while the roof was being replaced, the roofer knocked on our front door and my wife opened it and he said, Again, remember, I'm from the South. I'm from North Carolina. But he goes, Ma'am, do you feel safe here? She said, Yeah. And he opened his hand and he had three bullet casings. Oh. And he said, Well, you shouldn't. I found these in your roof. (laughs) And I mean, I could tell a lot of other stories that like kind of reflect what that area and neighborhood were like.
1: Uh
0: Um, Comparatively to living here, we feel so safe here. Compared to Charlotte. Yeah, to the United States, where I'm from, where I'm a citizen, you know? Um, And so, again, I I think this issue of safety really gets tied in with anywhere that's different from what you're used to, especially in another country. And especially if that country, in your mind, right. is related to past political conflicts. Sure. For example, our parents' generation in America grew up during the time of the Cold War. So, like, none of them love Russia,
1: mm-hmm. you know? Maybe.
0: They, I mean, for the most part. Like, yeah, yeah. They were taught not to trust Russia. Right. And honestly, that generation here was told, taught not to trust America. And so I've had lots of conversations in America with Americans who don't trust Russia. And I've had lots of conversations in Russia with Russians who don't trust America. Right. And that's totally a stereotype built on, like, basically the relationships between our government. It has nothing to do with the relationships between common people, you know?
1: Right.
0: And um, I just want to say, as an American who lives in Russia, I really appreciate when russians give me the benefit of the doubt and not based on my ethnicity
1: right
0: you know i hadn't really thought about that living in america like your ethnicity would ever be an issue for you but like i've had times here my wife has too where like we've just been reamed out because we're americans it's not because of who we are it's because of what russians disagree with about what our government's done Mm -hmm. you know and so, like, I, I really appreciate it when people don't don't make that an issue.
1: Because you've experienced it in a new way. And so yeah. Like you I, can feel the other side a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So you would say. I'm saying it's safe here. Any friends, people you care about, people who you, you would um, invite them unequivocally to come visit. And was, my parents have here. been
0: here. My in-laws have been here. I'm starting a tour operator, a tourist company to bring tourists here. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. so putting your money where your mouth is. Literally. Yeah. I mean, <laughs>
0: yeah, obviously like, you know, you do things like, especially in America, like you do manage risk and you have insurance and stuff like that. Plan a plan B, all that stuff. But yeah, like this is a great, great region to live in.
1: Cool. Yeah. I agree.
0: Awesome. All right, the third, uh, third area where stereotypes often are formed around is— Just
1: to get even more lighthearted. <laughs> yes, religion. Uh-huh. Yeah. Many Americans have long since turned off this— <laughs> Can't handle it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, uh, again, the North Caucasus is comprised of, comprised of seven republics or, like, states, and six of those seven are predominantly— Muslims, so like the citizens adhere to Islam. Um, Like we mentioned, there has been conflict in the recent history of this region and in the further back in the history. Um, Some of it has been religiously motivated. A lot of it has not been.
1: Even if if it's been perceived to be religiously motivated. (laughs) That's right. It may not have actually been. Yes. There's a lot of political motivation. Yeah, and so, you know,
0: these words, these tagline words or catchphrases hot button words yeah sure are thrown all around a lot about the north caucasus yeah. which have to do with radical or terrorist mm-hmm. and so I, then this stereotype is formed that they are terrorists
1: they are yeah
0: and that's not true those that's people stereotype.
1: not in my in group but the out group
0: yeah um so again i mean we're not going to dive deep into religion here uh, on this podcast, but. Like, just speaking from the experience of somebody who lives here, and I'm a Christian, but I have lots of Muslim friends in the Caucasus. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my friends have beards and, and no mustaches. <laughs> and some of their wives wear hijabs, like and the hijab being that's like the uh, headscarf, mm-hmm. kind of full covering. And you know what? They're normal people. Go figure. Like, it's a sign. it's their personal sign of their devotion and their religion and they've been guests in my home and i've been guests in their home and they're normal people
1: and it took you all of about 5 seconds probably interacting to see that right
0: away yeah, yeah. and you know. oh man like at the heart of things it's like simple people like to be friends with simple people and mm-hmm. that's what that's what people here say to me all the time like interesting you know, politics will come up and uh, they'll say, ah, oh, that's just like silliness between our governments. Like, you and me are pe- simple people. What, do, what does that have anything to do with us? Interesting. And that's true. i would just tell a quick story. Uh, well, again, I've, I've mentioned, I've made a trip to Ingusheti in May, and I've mentioned this multiple times, but I had so many interesting experiences on that trip. I'm um, sure. And there were several of us Americans uh, who happened to be Christians and we're in a, like the mashutka, it's like a van, public transport. Yeah. And we're in the van. So the van is half English people who are Muslim and then half American tourists who are, we were Christians, those of us who were there. And uh we were going to tour some of the region with one of our friends. We, we got stopped at like a normal security checkpoint. And- But the, this was
1: no normal marshutka. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. And the- uh security guard pokes his head in and he says in Russian, who are all these tourists? And immediately this English Muslim lady jumps to our defense. She's like, leave them alone. They're our guests. They're coming to our Republic. Our people are taking care of them. They're fine. Their documents are in order. And he's like, hold on a second now. We need to see their documents. Do you, do you know this lady? Never met her. And have you been talking with her? We All she knew was we were Americans. Oh,
1: my word. We had
0: like barely, barely talked. And we told her like our friend is meeting us. Yeah. And she like ripped into this soldier. <laughs> and he was like, look, I just need to, if, if any of you speaks Russian, I need to like talk to you. And I was like, I speak Russian. So I went out and talked to him a little. And at this point, the men in the English men in the van get out and they're like ripping into the soldier. They're like, you do have no right to like give him a hard time. Aww, like they're yeah. our guests. We would never treat them like this. And it, it was honestly hilarious. <laughs> uh, and everything was fine. We got back in the van and we left. But with the point I want to make is really like, yes, there were Muslims and Christians in the van and the conflict had nothing to do with religion. Sure. but. Really what happened was like common people found common ground, mm-hmm. you know? And I just so appreciated that in that moment. And I think I would say, honestly, that's a lot more of the daily reality here on the ground in the North Caucasus.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's something that I think especially American listeners need to try to imagine is a topic of, like religion here is like what you ate for breakfast. Yeah. I mean, when you meet someone... It's very typical. You, or right away, they'll ask where are you from, um, and and within the first few exchanges, you could be asking what's your religion. Yeah. I mean, we would corrode if someone you know did that in the U.S. It's like, oh, nice to meet you. Oh my what's goodness. your religion? It's such a taboo. <gasps> oh my gosh, taboo thing to talk. And about. And it's just very different here. And yeah. so and there's not and probably
0: a, honestly most of the rest of the world.
1: Probably yeah. it's it, because it's such a reality of daily life. But I would say if I had to rank, and this is already flawed because religion culture identity is such a deep topic but if you had to to um separate them or or rank them in terms of order i would say like that english lady's example is a good one she's like she's not coming out as and talking about you guys and herself as christians and muslims she's coming out like we are Ingush, and these this is our land, and we are ho- like we, she guests. wanted you guys to know that's right who the Ingush were, and yeah. they want to welcome you yeah. and and the you know the official religion stuff comes comes, but you know it's it's later that's right, and that's just a very different reality than many of us experience day to yeah. day. So yeah, and it's really a lot of fun. I mean, that's it's it's really a lot of fun to um, be able to like converse with people about these things that really are deep and meaningful to them and not avoid and, you know.
0: Yeah, so all that to say that stereotype, that they're terrorists, it's just not true. It's, It's ridiculous, honestly. And again, yeah, let's just, let's transition. I have two tips. Okay. How to like, you know, on... On the internet and reading about <laughs> stereotypes, I was so confused. Like, how do you stop having stereotypes? It was really complicated and like yeah. very psychological. And yeah, but
1: probably had to pay someone to get the. I, d- the I just want to
0: speak from my heart right now, Eli.
1: Can you say heart with a little more heart? <laughs> if I didn't have a cold, maybe my <laughs> voice will crack
0: though, and you'll hear the emotion. Uh, but two things I've noticed with myself here that have really changed how I view people is one, making friends with people. Because when you make friends with people who are really different from you, your stereotypes can often come crashing to the ground.
1: When you, know? you say make friends, I think uh, I think probably I think friends can be a pretty loaded word. It's, okay. you know, we're kind of guarded who are my friends and you know who do yeah. I trust. And and we have a pretty stark line between sort of like acquaintance, hobnobbing yeah. and then friends. Yeah. But you here you can become a kind of new young friend really fast sort of in a different way, I think than we okay. typically do in the u s yeah so can you tell a little bit more about what you mean when you i think I think it works just for you? mean
0: get to know people, yeah have conversations when you start having conversations yeah. with people that are different from yourself and you hear their stories and you ask them questions. And you start to understand them.
1: So so you take a genuine interest in the person. You don't have a, a set of questions like a <laughs> cocktail party question of like, I want a pure sociable, but I don't really care about this person. I mean, for you, you take interest in the taxi driver and you realize he has some like a yeah. story or or whomever. Yeah, I mean that helps you actually get to a a kind of a friendship level.
0: Yeah. And I mean an example of this is, you know, I would say in general, all Americans perception of the soviet union was that was negative right Right. oh sure very
1: negative just watch any 80s movie yeah but like
0: i've had a lot of older generation russians and caucasus people tell me how their lives were better and easier during the soviet union those are
1: such challenging conversations to have yeah for us they are and like here's what i'm saying i'm not saying like
0: it's not about in this case i really believe it's not about who's right and wrong but, like, you just learn right. when you have other people, you listen to other people share their experience. We'll never be able to understand them because they lived here and we didn't. Right, And we focus on certain things about the Soviet Union, whereas they focused on other things. But, like, that's really just opened my eyes. Like, this isn't such a black and white question. Totally. You know?
1: and, and you also put have to put, I mean, you could go after it all day long to decide who is right and wrong. I mean, you could do that, but you, you actively choose to, to kind of shelf that question and let those kind of float past as you focus on the actual person and and getting to know him or her. Yeah. Yeah. And if we would do that, those conversations, I mean, there are gulfs that are wider than the Russian U S gulf. I think, in our American culture. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. I think there are gulfs, chasms that wow. could benefit yeah. from this exact same approach of yeah. there are issues, there are realities, there are these things have happened or whatever, but here's a person. What's going to happen if I actually just interact and let some of that stuff float by? Oh, yep. I could grab that, but that's just going to pull me down. That's yep. going to, I could, well, what about just this person I'm talking with? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So humanize. You mentioned humanizing. I did at the start. When you get to know people, it humanizes. I guess you could say stereotypes or categories. Right. And then you really have to grapple with the issues at hand. You know. Yeah. Um. So I think that's one. Like, I mean, it's so s- simple. It might even sound silly to some of you, but like when you make friends with people who are different from yourself, it really expands your horizons. Yeah.
1: Maybe it sounds simple, but I. I would challenge all of us to do a quick mental, kind of, run down your list of who your who your close friends are. Who is in your in group? I like that phrase you you pulled from the World Wide Web. In, <laughs> in group, group favorability, favorability bias, bias yeah. right? Who's in your in group? How many of those people have substantial differences from you? Huh. And most of us are going to find, and this is not a criticism, but we're just by nature it's, most it's of our in group worldwide reality like yeah. us, and that is. Not something we need to judge one way or the other, but but if we push against that, you know, if we have a reason to to seek people and get to know people, I think that's one of the power. I think stereotypes are a lot about power because when you are willing to relinquish a stereotype, you lose power. Huh. But you actually gain much more by allowing a person to be who he is is or who she is a stereotype lets you categorize boom you're in control of it you've got this thing and it puts you in but if you the humanizing thing is is a very it humanizes yourself and so so you have to um be changed you're acted upon by this other person and this other reality and that is just hard and that is a discomfort that a lot of people simply don't want it's attention yeah I simply don't want, and we don't want sometimes. And there's definitely days when we go outside and everything is not pink and rosy, oh, yeah. and there's parts it's of the culture we don't want like. to
0: go there for sure.
1: But it is worth it. I mean, that's effectively, you know, what it means. I think to show love to another person is, is to treat them well, like uh, how you want to be treated. I mean, there's that was there's deep, that. that was deep, Eli. it was really deep. It goes waxing poetic. I am, it's my second cup of tea. Good, good start. So, good stuff.
0: So, make friends. That's the first tip. My second tip is. Learn history. Uh, So let me give an example. Like, I would assume most Americans don't know anything about the history of this region, the North Caucasus. I, until recent, had never read a book about the history of the North Caucasus. And it has just blown my mind, honestly. And when you learn history and understand, like, what people's relatives went through, their previous generations, what happened in their land and their cities, and these things are all tied in with politics and religion and ethnicity it helps you understand where people are coming from today for sure um and it enables you to have conversations you couldn't have before and like ask questions you couldn't ask before um you can learn history from reading books which is really helpful but like i've learned so much history just talking with people here people are like talking history books here
1: man (laughs) i mean history is so current yeah for a lot of them in a way for for us in America, again, these are generalizations, but most of us have a pretty flat um, relationship to history. It does not very deep. Like we don't, I, most of us don't identify very deeply count. historically. No. Yeah. but um, reading other people's history helps you realize what's in your own history that you identify with, where some biases come from that you may not have even recognized. Like, yeah. oh, I'm just we're just very instant. I'm. I'm. I, the only thing happening is what's happening right now. Not realizing that what has happened in generations past affects you yeah and the other thing I wanted to uh, uh, emphasize that you said was it helps you ask questions, mm. man, there is nothing like a well-placed, well placed well well timed well placed well phrased question uh. and if you don't know how to ask questions it's probably because you don't know anything about what you're asking about that's a lot of you statements, but just in general, yeah. like if I went up you know if I keep going back to like the social like the party but you're saying there you're talking to a um you know, I don't know an entomologist, someone who studies bugs, uh-huh. and you just don't know what to say to this person. Right. Like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm an entomologist because they all sound like that. And then you're like, oh, is that that's the study? Okay, and that's the end of the conversation. Why? Because I don't know a thing about it. I don't right. know what to ask. Yeah. Like, what's your favorite bug? If I know, if I knew something about entomology and I knew author, or whatever, I could ask some some actually interesting questions like yeah. what did you think about this person's work or what did you oh and then we're going somewhere my point is doing a little background work can just it, it like blow open the possibilities in getting to know people
0: yeah that was going to say if when you learn more personally then it It can substantially deepen relationships with people.
1: That was a like a two second way of the entomology like cocktail party example of saying that. So So read a book about bugs, okay, people. (laughs) What is entomology again? (laughs) So, anyways,
0: those are my those are some things I've learned personally living overseas and specifically in this contest context. When you get to know people and when you learn more about history, specifically others' history, then it can really, really help you break down stereotypes and get to know people for who they actually are. Awesome. That's yeah. so true. And that has been awesome here in the North Caucasus. I've really enjoyed that specifically here with my Caucasus friends.
1: Woo! <sighs> it's not easy to talk about stereotypes. Oh, man, I'm, I'm pouring
0: pouring sweat here. That was so <laughs> tense, that whole conversation.
1: But it is, but it's so helpful. I mean, I think it's healthy. We need to you know, be able to yeah. to talk about the t- uh, well, an elephant in the room. Everyone's got biases, that's life, but...
0: We'll touch religion and politics again in 2019.
1: <laughs> uh, when we recovered from today's <laughs> podcast. No, it's good. Thanks, Andrew. I really and, appreciate it.
0: Hey, I want to say, listeners, I bet some of you have some good questions about this region that may specifically be... You may even have some questions about negative things here in this region that you've heard or read about, or I don't know. Um, and if you do, why don't you email us? And we're happy to like, engage with you on that. Email is podcast at caucus talk.com. Yeah. So we'll have our show notes today. Um, we'll have some good links to, we're, we'll have these stereotype graphics about Russian and American stereotypes. You will, you will get a good kick out we of this. Out to be More
1: about American stereotypes about Canada.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, be continuously checking our, our website. We'll be keeping, keeping that updated um, as these podcasts progress. That's caucus talk.com.
1: That's right. C-A-U-C-A-S-talk.com. Drop us a line. Look forward to hearing from you.
0: I'm really looking forward to talking with you listeners without my voice cracking. (laughs) So hopefully I'll be able to get over this cold soon. But uh, thank you guys so much. Um, I hope, I really hope this is just the beginning. Right? Episode eight. But I hope there's many more episodes to come. Mm -hmm. I hope you're enjoying it. Learning more about the North Caucasus. Again, this is Caucus Talk, your source for culture, history, and tourism in the North Caucasus Mountains of Russia.
1: We will see you when you get here.